Hey, chiropractors and marketers, we are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Today, my guest is Dr. Jay Greenstein, and we're going to have a nice conversation on research, but then we're also going to discuss the entrepreneur operating system and how important that is to your business and to your marketing. Dr. Greenstein is doing amazing things in the profession. He he has five practices that he oversees in the Maryland, D.C. area. He's doing a ton for the profession on different boards and trying to really get the research out there and just further the profession along. It's You'll hear in this episode, some of the work he's doing for the profession is just amazing. And it's really a credit to the profession. And I I thanked him and, and I, I will continue to thank him for that work. And he also uh, runs a consulting company that implements the entrepreneur operating system. And he's you know one of the very few, the only one I know within the chiropractic profession that is an implementer of that. It's quite a training process. And we dive into what it is to be a entrepreneur and the operating system behind it and how it can benefit your practice. You know, one of the things that I think we struggle a lot with in our profession is thriving and having a real business, not just a practice that is, if you got hurt or sick or, you know, wanted to take a vacation, your practice would severely suffer. And so really talk about having a real business that is uh, systematized, sellable and scalable if you you know wanted to have multiple practices. So uh, we dive into that. It's a, it's a great conversation. I'm excited for you to listen to it. Before we do dive into that, I'll go into my three aspects for each intro of this show. And that uh, first one is a win. Uh, one of the re- the weird wins that we had recently was we got a new patient from a magazine, uh, a local magazine, just some regular magazine. And they found us in there as one of the top rated chiropractors in, in the area. And I was like, what is that? I didn't feel anything out. You know, sometimes those magazines will come to you, which my recommendation, and, and this is part of why I'm bringing it up is if they want you to pay to be in the magazine as a top-rated chiropractor, do not do that. This one was actually, I had no idea why it was in there, but then I looked through the magazine because the, the patient had brought it, and they probably had 50 chiropractors in there and probably 10 in my city alone and the rest were the surrounding cities. And I was just like, oh, this is obviously not that great. And I was actually pretty dumbfounded how she picked me out of the 50. Uh, maybe it was based on location. So it wasn't anything special, but it was a new patient and it was uh, a learning experience. And then what ended up happening was I got a letter about a a few days later from a imaging center, like an MRI imaging center. And it seems like they are the ones that got our name in there. And then they followed up trying to get a meeting with me on that. So (laughs) I don't know if that's good marketing either, but it was pretty interesting little uh, exchange of events there. So uh, that was our win. We got a new patient out of a magazine, which I think is the first time that's ever happened for us. Uh, one of the obstacles I'm facing right now is um, I'm really diving into attorney meetings and attorney networking in down in South Florida. I'm not against personal injuries uh, in marketing. I, I do think there's a thing, a lot of things you got to look out for. Um, I do think there's experts out there that can guide you in the right direction on doing this. I'm definitely not one of them. When it comes to attorney uh, marketing, you know, my niche has been hard into sports and, and uh, the corporations. 
And so it's hard to, to win that battle of attorneys' attentions in, in Florida because it's such a PI, personal injury heavy uh, state. And there is a lot of corruption here. So I'm trying to do it the right way, trying to increase uh, some healthy referrals and uh, some healthy personal injury business. Uh, I look at it this way. If I could get three to five new personal injury patients each month in my office, treat them just like I do every other patient, it does pay well. They do need our services, do it ethically, and it should be a a really good uh, practice builder. Uh, lastly, a Facebook highlight. We had uh, one of our members post on the about the live stream pre-recorded videos, which is interesting. I haven't had a chance to dive into it too much, but I, I want to recommend that you do. And essentially, it's a, um, a platform where you can take pre-recorded videos and then put it into this platform and it'll go out as like a Facebook live, so a live streaming um, and that is called OneStream.Live. And so again, it's pre-recorded videos that then be, can be put out on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, looks like Periscope, like it's a live stream. So that's an interesting little um, new technology that's out there. So I highly recommend checking that out. See if it's congruent with your practice and what you're doing with your marketing and uh, see how it goes. All right. So my episode with uh, Dr. Jay Greenstein. I hope you enjoy it. The gentleman's joining our Facebook group now, so he's going to be helping us out. Uh, he's got a Facebook group that he mentions at the end to really keep up with the disruption in technology that healthcare providers are facing. Uh, a really bright mind in the industry, and I'm excited to have him on the show. Without further ado, here's Dr. Jay Greenstein. All right. Welcome to the show, Dr. J. I really appreciate your time. Before we dive into the nitty gritty, let's uh, hear a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally. Sure. So thank you very much for inviting me, Kevin. I really appreciate it. You've done a remarkable job with your podcast and uh, just excited to be here. So a quick few minutes about me. You know, I'm a DC native, born and raised in the region, went to uh, national for chiropractic school, went to University of Maryland for undergrad and then national and then worked out in Oakland, California for a year. Got to work with this really cool dude named uh, Jan Corwin. Jan was the Olympic team chiropractor actually in 1988. So he went to Seoul. And so got an opportunity to work with him. And after working with him for about a year, came back to DC and started my own practice. Uh, Right now I live in an area called Eastern Market, which is a section of Capitol Hill. I live about six blocks from the nation's capital. We had quite the day today with the Caps Parade, the Victory Stanley Cup Parade. So that was cool. (laughs) And I live here with my girlfriend and our two dogs and a cat. Nice, nice. Did you drink out of the Stanley Cup and do keg stands like your boy Ovi did? Oh, man, I wish. I, I really wish. Unfortunately, uh, you know, life got in the way, but I, I would have loved to have been able to do that. Uh, you know, one thing about the Caps, which is really cool, is that, and I actually sent out a message to my team about this on Monday. You know, they obviously wanted to win for themselves and they wanted to win for the team, but I think they really wanted to win for the fans. And it shows in how they've been responding. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to see that video of him partying with, I think, the Nationals fans outside of the baseball stadium. Uh, yeah, they've been everywhere, I think. I think he's been drinking since they won. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's Russian. He's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, he yeah, can you're, handle it. You're right. You could tell this was a win for the city versus a win for just the players, which is, uh, you know, it's an important distinction you made there. Yeah, it really so. is. It's really cool. Perfect. So um, tell us a little bit about the practice that you've got. And I know you've uh, been busy with that. And then we'll dive into some of the other details. Sure. 
So we have, you know, four divisions of our company. The company name is Sport and Spend Rehab. We're actually changing the name and we're doing a rollout next Friday to, to the team internally. And, and then January 1 is 25 years. So we'll be doing an external rollout. But, but right now, currently the name, and it has been for the last couple of decades, is Sport and Spine Rehab. So we've got five chiropractic rehab practices. That's the first division of our company. And then we've got a wellness company where we provide personal training and physical fitness, all evidence-based stuff as well. We've got a clinical research foundation. That's the third division of our company. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. We've got our own institutional review board, which allows us to run clinical trials in our practices. I've always been involved in chiropractic research. It's something that's just near and dear to my heart because you know what, Kevin, the data doesn't lie. And, and the great thing about chiropractic is that over the last 20 years, the amount of data that's come out in support of what we do is just, it's amazing. And I just, I just, you know, and I'm happy to be part of that process. And then the last division of our company is called Kaizen Innovation Consulting. It's, it's an organization that really does two things. It helps practices grow. We work with uh, providers across the country to grow their practices. And then we also partner with technology and product companies and help them grow in the chiropractic space. Yeah. And, you know, I've been following what you've been doing for a handful of years now, and it's just always impressed me how you've been able to mesh the clinical and, like you said, the research with growing a successful practice and at the same time helping other chiropractors do the same thing because I think you can attest to it. A lot of the docs that are trying to provide high levels of care are sometimes also struggling from the business side of it because that is a reality of it, right? And and you're showing that it can be done and helping docs out. So definitely appreciate that. You know, that's a really insightful point. And we see a lot of chiropractors who, who let's say, are more philosophically based, not that they don't use the evidence or apply research, because I'm sure they do at whatever you know level feels comfortable for them. But we see strong philosophical practices typically are, are more, they see more patients, they generate more revenue, and then some of the more evidence-based practices um, might not. And I think the, the trick for all chiropractors, because we are, we are way more similar than we are diverse, I think the trick for all chiropractors is to understand how to leverage the evidence to grow their practice. And I think there's a couple of different ways that chiropractors can do that. I think, you know, teaching your patients about, you know, what the evidence says can be a great practice builder. I think teaching, and I, when I say I think, I know because I've had this experience, I know that teaching other healthcare providers about the evidence that exists can grow your practice. And so, you know, we like to use the evidence as much as possible to really educate other healthcare providers, our patients, and the community at large so that they understand they're making a really good decision in choosing chiropractic for their healthcare. So would you say that's been one of the kind of backbones of your um, practice's growth? 100%. It's been a huge part of what we do. That's great because I know you're highly involved in the profession itself as far as getting research out there. I mean, honestly, before we recorded, I think 20 minutes ago, you posted in a group a really nice article on research. And so you're spearheading that for chiropractors and the chiropractic industry, but also you're, you're getting that out to the, the community. Yeah. You know, sharing that information is so important. You know, we know Kevin, and I, I guarantee you that every chiropractor listening to this podcast has seen this happen hundreds of times in their practice where a patient, because of just normal, you know, healthcare behaviors of what they've been used to doing, or maybe even advertisements on TV, you know, they go to their primary care physician and they've got back pain or neck pain or shoulder pain or knee pain. And the healthcare provider, their PCP, you know, provides them with a guideline discordant recommendation. I had a friend of mine refer me one of his friends, you know, he had gone to the chief of orthopedic surgery at a major university hospital that everybody on this podcast would know. That particular physician 
gave that patient who had low back pain and radiculopathy inappropriate recommendations for care, recommended benzodiazepines, muscle relaxers, and bed rest for this patient. And I literally like almost lost my shit. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't believe that the chief of orthopedic surgery is making this recommendation. And so, you know, I really believe, you know, it's our responsibility as healthcare providers, but also a great marketing and business development opportunity to educate the community about the evidence that exists. You know, does the public know that the FDA came out with a warning, you know, telling the public that NSAIDs increase your risk of heart attack and stroke within the first weeks of taking these medications. You know, do they know that benzodiazepine deaths have, have risen fourfold in the last 12 years? Obviously, everybody knows about the opioid crisis. So talking to the community about the evidence, you know, I just, as you said, I just posted on a couple of different websites recently about a paper that was published by Whedon et al. in JMPT that demonstrated that patients who see a chiropractor have 51% less drug adverse reactions. So why shouldn't the public know that? And why shouldn't the healthcare community know that as well? No, I agree. And I think we are in a very good uh, and unique position currently as an industry to solve that issue. And obviously, a lot of people complain about the current state of chiropractic as far as, you know, insurance reimbursement isn't what it was in the 80s, or maybe there's, you know, too much competition in their particular city. But the doors that are being opened for us are, are something that was not there in the 80s and 90s, right? And I think we're in a position to address this, uh, like you mentioned, crisis that's happening, whether it's NSAIDs or opioids, and be able to provide the care. And as this keeps on getting more mainstream, because it's not just chiropractors that are pushing this out there to the community, which we should be, but it's also people are starting to get it on mainstream news and television about this opioid crisis. And, and frankly, I think people are getting to the point where they're, they're fed up with it. Totally. I mean, I I agree. And if you look at the data, so a couple of really important data pieces from 1990 to 2015, neck and low back pain have been the leading cause of disability worldwide. Now, obviously, the medical model has not worked because we also know that based on the Gallup study, 49% of people have never seen a chiropractor, like literally never seen a chiropractor. And then you you hear just, just like you said, Kevin, you hear about all these problems related to the opioid crisis on the news. And now consumers are, they have different opinions about taking drugs. And part of that Gallup study demonstrated that 78% of Americans, 78% of Americans now prefer a non-pharmacologic approach to managing physical pain. Well, who, who's better suited to do that than us? And certainly as it relates to spine pain, when you think about clinical outcomes and you think about cost and you think about patient satisfaction, which is really defined as triple aim, Chiropractic is perfectly positioned. Like we have never been in a situation that we've been in right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. Nice, nice. And are you doing any work with some of the governing bodies of chiropractic or any other industry? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty involved in the profession of chiropractic. I'm, I'm the chairman for the Council on Chiropractic Guidelines and Practice Parameters, which we've rebranded as Clinical Compass. We we set forth and build you know, the evidence-based guidelines for chiropractic in this country. And we're collaborating with other guideline organizations around the world, the Canadians who do an amazing job at creating clinical guidelines and working on working with the Europeans as well and working with some of the other uh, national associations in this country to create a consortium so that we're not duplicating efforts. And one of the things that we've also done is fund some of these opioid studies and adverse drug reaction studies that, you know, I mentioned earlier, the first Whedon study that came out that demonstrated, and by the way, this was 13,000 subjects, 
pretty big sample size that, you know, if a patient sees a doctor of chiropractic, they're 55% less likely to get an opioid prescription and total drug costs are 78% lower. So through a grant through the Michigan Chiropractic Foundation, we helped, we, Clinical Compass, helped to fund that study. Now we're doing part two of that study, which we expect to have probably 10 times the number of subjects across three states. And so we're really excited about that particular study. So I'm involved in that. I'm the government relations chairman for the Chiropractic Summit. I also am the president of what's called the East Coast Association Independent Physician Network. It's a state association-owned network to deal with some of the reimbursement challenges that you mentioned earlier. And then lastly, I'm the chairman for the World Olympic Scholarship Program through the Federation of International Chiropractic Sport. And what we do is we take Olympians who are interested in going to chiropractic school. There are 10 chiropractic universities and colleges that offer full-ride scholarships, and we pair the Olympians up with those chiropractic universities and colleges. So those are the main things that I'm doing in chiropractic. That's it? (laughs) That's awesome. You know, and it's one of those things where you can just hear it in your voice, the excitement you have for it. So I'm assuming you can uh, back me up on it, that it is an exciting time in the profession. It really is. And, and, you know, while you ask me what my role is, I mean, I, I want everybody to understand, like, I don't do this in solo. I've got amazing teams, both, you know, my company and people who sit on these boards who are just phenomenal people. And one thing that I would just offer up to the people that are listening, being involved and, and kind of raising my, I guess you, you might call my thought leadership status has done uh, like amazing things for my practice. Like it's been a huge strategic marketing advantage for me. But also it's like in life, you get out what you put into it. And like the relationships that I've built just by being involved have added so much joy to my life. Like I've made such amazing friends, you know, that I would encourage everybody out there to get involved. Maybe you don't think you have the time for it, but you do get involved because it's going to make a huge difference in just your overall life satisfaction. You know, I agree with you because I get some of my colleagues that ask me if I'm, you know, spreading myself too thin because I've got I've got two practices down in South Florida that I run and own and I do treat patients and I do travel with some of the treatment aspect of it. And then obviously I've mm-hmm. got the modern chiropractic marketing Facebook group and show. So yeah, it's, it's a lot, but what the group does for me, the, this particular show in the group is really help me within the profession to understand what are the best practices, what are the best strategies for running a, a practice. And then I can apply that to my business and at the same time, frankly, it's helping me with um, talent acquisition, right? Like I've sure. got chiropractors that want to come in and preceptor or work here. And so it's giving me the ability to connect with some really bright minds. And I think it's probably the same thing for you. Yeah, I mean, I think you're 100% correct. And what I love about what you're doing is it's very Tim Ferriss-ish. You know, it's like, you know, you're interviewing all these people and you're also, you know, you're creating tremendous value and you also get to learn at the same time. And I just think it's a, it's a great strategy that you're doing and you're offering tremendous value to the profession. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on was basically what you've just uh, said for the last uh, 10 minutes, as far as how exciting it is to be in this profession and from someone that is not only been a practitioner hands-on chiropractor, understands business, has implemented business, but is also trying to transform the, the industry. So I really appreciate that first part of this episode and you know clarifying that for us. Sure. The second thing is because it really leads into the the biggest concern I see chiropractors having is the business side of things, right? It's like, okay, I want to be great at the clinical side, which 
is obviously the, the, the price of admission in our profession is you have to be good clinically. But sadly, there's a lot of great clinicians out there that are struggling and, and kind of dying on the vine. Then they try to implement certain strategies. Maybe it's marketing, maybe it's coaching, whatever it is. And they apply it to their business, but frankly, there's no systems or anything to to handle that or to actually make it make it work. And so that's why I want sure. to dive into this second half of the episode on the entrepreneur operating system mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. some of the the details of that. Can you explain to our audience that, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, and you are still on target because there's so many programs out there like, oh, get 100 new patients. And then if you get them and you can't deliver on your value proposition or your brand promise, you're going to struggle. You know, people aren't going to come back. So, you know, practice infrastructure is critical. And the entrepreneurial operating system is a system that was developed by Gino Wickman. He wrote the book Traction, and I would recommend all the listeners to read that book. But it's really a, a system that that creates infrastructure around your practice. And there are six components having a clear vision, getting the right people on the bus and making sure they're sitting in the right seat, leveraging data. You know, data is really important and how you manage data helps you make better decisions. The fourth component is process, making sure that the 20% of the processes that run 80% of your business is laid out very clearly and that everybody understands them and applies them every single day. The fifth component is issues. We all have them in business and you have to be able to overcome your issues in order to be successful long-term. And Gino has this great quote. He's like, the key factor in driving success in a business is an owner's ability to overcome their problems. And it's just so true. And then the last component is traction. And traction is really about creating the communication infrastructure so that you can move your business forward because there is the whirlwind, which is the day-to-day stuff that you deal with. It's the putting out the fires. And then there's the strategic. It's the goals that you set for the organization and how you achieve them. And you've got to be able to balance both. And by creating the appropriate communication strategy internally, it allows you to get to your, you know, your whirlwind stuff, but also make sure that you're addressing your goals and moving the organization forward by creating that grip, by creating that traction. And so that's it in a nutshell, but it's been remarkable. I was actually trained by Gino himself. I was super lucky. I -hmm. learned about EOS uh, from one of the entrepreneurial groups that's outside of chiropractic. I'm a very successful government contractor in the region. She's got actually multiple businesses now. Was talking about her implementation and I went back and I Googled it and I found out that they were doing trainings and I'm like, you know what? I want to learn how to be an implementer. And so I went and I got trained by Gino and the rest is uh, is a very pleasant history. Yeah, it's one of the best books I've read. It's just a really good book. I recommend that to everybody. I am a member of Strategic Coach for about mm-hmm. five years now, which is a... Yeah, which is an entrepreneur coaching group for the audience out there. And uh, I believe Gino Wickman or one of the gentlemen there um, was a member of Strategic Coach. I, I think there is some alignment. Uh, if there's not, I, that's at least where I heard about it. And Strategic Coach highly, highly recommended the book and, and the process. Very cool. Yeah, it's just I discuss and I've kind of beat this a lot to a lot of the chiropractors I talked to uh, as far as uh, before, during, and, and after unit marketing. Uh, Dean Jackson c- kind of talks about that. And 
obviously the before unit is anytime a patient uh, hears about you and then makes that initial call, that's your new patient marketing essentially. Mm -hmm. And then the after unit is, okay, now they've gone through their treatment plan, they're done. How do you stay top of mind with them? And then there's that during unit, which is everything from when they first call your office to schedule until the end of their treatment plan. For me, I wanted to, to really focus on that for a while, that during unit patient experience and I haven't found anything better than the EOS to to optimize that to where the touch points are ideal for the patient or optimized. Their, their level of care from visit one to visit eight is high. You know, you, you get those sometimes where it's like you had that great new patient exam and treatment. They left loving it. And then they come back on the maybe the third visit and it just the quality of that particular visit was not good. And then that can ruin the whole treatment plan, really. No question. Yeah. Totally agree. So I, I felt like the EOS was a great answer for the systems in a business to that your marketing actually, uh, you know, for a lack of better word, gains traction, right? Yeah. And I would actually, and I think about EOS as a platform, right? So it, it provides the foundation for your business to run effectively and efficiently based on your vision. But then you can also bolt on other areas of opportunity. So there's a, a guy by the name of Joey Coleman. He was also one of the founding members of our entrepreneurial group here in DC called Cadre. And you know, Joey is remarkable. Like he is all about customer experience. And and it's all about creating a process around customer experience. So, you know, the listeners can go to joeycoleman.com and they can learn about that, but they can take the infrastructure they built and now they can bolt on other elements and other areas of opportunity to really heighten the employee experience so that truly, like Joey would say, you never lose another customer again. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a missing component for a lot of chiropractors. For sure. You know, I mean, I think, you know, marketing really starts with uh, the internal component and making sure you've got the right team in place and the right processes in place. And the data clearly suggests Prescani, the largest hospital-based patient satisfaction company in the world, they've done a lot of research on this. And what they found is that, and Gallup also has has done the same thing, what they found is that Patient satisfaction directly correlates with employee satisfaction. So you really need to create the infrastructure and make sure that your employees are having a great experience. And if you do that, your patients will have a great experience as well. And so you've taken that training and you've implemented it with your your own practice and you've seen great results. I know we had talked about that in the past. Now, you are also helping other chiropractors with this and basically applying the EOS to a, a chiropractic practice. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And then uh, is that the, the Kaizen Innovation company that you're working with? It is. Yeah. That's part of the offering that we provide for doctors. Yeah, for Perfect. sure. Perfect. And then how, how would that benefit them? As for, like, what would be the process for that? Uh, well, the first process is they would just reach out to me through the website. I get an email and then we have them fill out a practice survey so we get an idea of you know really where their pain points are and what they're looking to accomplish. Sometimes it's as simple as me sending them a resource or a book. Sometimes it's something where, you know, they want to get to a certain level of, of income and revenue and also making sure that they can work on the business and not in the business. They can add associates so they're not trading time for dollars. And for those folks that have, you know, maybe some larger, higher level dreams, you know, then it's a matter of me coming in and, you know, having some consultation with the owners and then doing what's called an EOS implementation. And so we go through the entire process, soup to nuts, on implementation of EOS. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I just did one recently and I'm, I'm constantly getting texts from this one particular doctor who's, you know, having record months now. And it's, the great thing is that it's, it's proven it's, you know, it's business evidence-based 
and it works. So, so that's what's really cool. And, and I would say that it's definitely not chiropractic practice management because I had been down those roads and decided that it, that wasn't for me. And so having something that's outside of the chiropractic model that's really about entrepreneurship and building a strong business infrastructure is what I love about EOS. That's perfect. And could you take a few minutes and just speak to that chiropractor? Because I know there's a lot of them out there that, uh, you know, business sounds like a dirty word to them. Marketing sounds like a dirty word to them. They just want to treat patients and have a, a thousand referrals a month and, and grow this uh, great practice that ends up having no systems and is not sellable and, and kind of drives them in the ground a little bit. Can you explain to them, you know, what they could achieve if they really kind of switch that mindset a little bit? Well, at the end of the day, chiropractors are in practice because of positive impact. And if they're only seeing, you know, three people a day or three people a week, their impact is way smaller than it could or should be, especially given the status of, you know, the healthcare in this country. There's the E-Myth, which is also a great book. And it's like, you can be the entrepreneur, you can be the technician, you can be the manager. And if they want to be the technician, and if they do want to really impact as many lives as possible, then they need to find other people who can be on their team, who can be good and ethical at marketing, who can be good and ethical at operations. Because if they don't have those pieces in place, they're going to continue to struggle. So it's okay to be the doctor, but then you've got to find that other talent and add them to your team so you can actually impact as many lives as possible. That's a great point. I actually had someone ask in our Facebook group recently about that, and I know him particularly well. And he um, he's a clinician and he trains other doctors on, on a technique and he's just He's a brilliant clinician and he was asking about, should I outsource my marketing or do it? And I was like, well, for you, I think you should probably outsource it because your sweet spot is, is with patients. And obviously you're, you're good enough to where you're training a technique to other chiropractors. And so turning yourself into a, a marketing expert is probably not the best use of his resources. Yeah, that's great advice, Kevin. And, and I will tell you that when, when a doctor gets really clear about what they want to accomplish, you know, do they want to be the technician? Do they want to be the entrepreneur? Do they want to be the manager? You know, when they get really clear about what they want to accomplish, then putting those pieces into place become quite easy. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense because it's like you got those types of docs and you have ones that, uh, you know, want to just be a business owner. And that's a great thing to do as well. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to make sure you hire some good clinicians at that point. Yeah. And, and the key to that strategy is always bringing in doctors that are better than yourself. I could have never stepped out of, cause I don't see patients full time anymore. Yeah. And I could have never stepped out of that role unless I had doctors that were better, you know, at being a doctor of chiropractic than I was. And, and the ego has to be out the door. Cause again, it's all about positive impact. So you know, I'm always trying to find the best talent that I can bring in to my team so that patients can get the best care and that we can continue to scale our impact. Was that a hard transition as far as a business perspective to get out of patient care and, and do more business? Um, I, I wouldn't say for me it was hard. I mean, to some degree, I, I miss my patients. So that particular element wasn't necessarily hard, but I will tell you that scaling a business can be extremely difficult. And you've got to have a tremendous amount of grit and perseverance and also passion for what you're doing in order to take a practice from one practice and make it a multi-location or a larger practice. But, but there are so many rewards on the back end of that you know, for some people it's worth it. For me, it's worth it, but it's not easy. I don't, I want to make it sound like, Oh yeah, I just did it. And it just happened. No, there's been lots of blood, sweat, tears, mistakes, failures along the way. And by the way, those failures and mistakes have made me like a much better human being. Like what I've learned has just made me a much better human being. So it's all been worth it. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of a selfish question because I, I've been practicing for 13 years now, definitely hands-on, obviously do a lot with the business side of things. But at some point, I'd like to, 
you know, probably make that transition out. And it's something that, uh, I'm, I'm a little weary of, but at the same point, I know it can be done. <laughs> yeah. If you get the right talent and you train them, onboard them and train them the right way and you coach them, people think like, Oh, I'm going to hire somebody. I'm going to train them for two weeks. And then they're on their own. And they wonder like why that doctor is not delivering results. Like it just doesn't happen that way. Like you've got, I mean, like I'm, you know, I am constantly, I have one-on-one conversations with every single one of my direct reports every week. You know, we spend at least 30 minutes every week. They're delivering status reports to me. So I know where they need help. It's not about managing. It's about leading. And, and the big portion of leading is support. It's about supporting your team. And if you hire the right people, you train the right, right way and you provide the right support, you can step out of that role as full-time clinician and start to really scale your impact by bringing on more doctors once that formula is in place for your clinic. Perfect. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I think it's something where you met, you made mention of it. You got to get clear on what you want. And then yep. once you get clear on what you want, implement the systems, uh, EOS is a great way of doing that. And then from there, start, uh, you know, having that communication and having that path to, to where you want to get to. Absolutely. hundred percent. Perfect. All right. My last question. And, uh, if you already answered it, you can reiterate it, but I ask all my guests this, uh, what is modern marketing to you? Uh, modern marketing to me is leveraging technology in order to increase your impact with a lower cost. Leveraging social media to me is modern marketing. Using digital communication to help the community and other healthcare providers understand the evidence of chiropractic and being able to scale our impact because we're able to communicate one to many as opposed to one to one. So that's, that's really modern marketing to me. It's, you know, right on. I'm sure you've, you know, you've been doing this for a little bit and the difference now of getting your message out versus 15, 20 years ago is probably staggeringly different. Oh my God. It's <laughs> remarkable how much it's changed and, and change is a good thing. And I would encourage everybody to, to embrace change because change is only going to get more rapid as we move forward and not just in life, but in healthcare specifically. Absolutely. Um, so perfect. Uh, if our audience is interested in reaching out to you, whether it's, uh, learning a little bit about research or, you know, some of the consulting services, how could they get a hold of you? Sure. So the easiest way is just to email me at drjay, Dr. J at S is in Sam, S is in Sam, rehab, R-E-H-A-B as in boy.com. You can also join our Facebook page. It's called Blockchain Crypto Docs. It's a group that talks about the intersection of technology and healthcare. And so if you want to join that group, feel free. There's lots of great discussion. It's really designed to help doctors navigate the future because some really disruptive technology is coming. And I want our community to be prepared. I'm going to be joining that group. So thank you. <laughs> We'd love to have you, Kevin. Definitely. definitely. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And I uh, really want to thank you for your time today and looking forward to connecting in the future. That sounds great, Kevin. Hey, and I'll be at FCA in, in Boca. So if you're there, let's definitely connect. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.